The following program is sponsored by the Jelinski Advisory Group, which is solely responsible for its content. Josh Jelinski is the president of Wealth Quarterback, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm located in New Jersey. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm or its representatives by securities regulators, nor is it an indication that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Investment advisory services may only be provided to clients in jurisdictions in which the firm and its representatives are appropriately registered or exempt from registration. You should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this broadcast serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product, or any non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in this broadcast will be profitable. Equal any corresponding indicated historical performance level or levels be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation or prove successful. Past performance is not indicative of future result. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback LLC. Tired of losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. Hi, everybody. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. We are coming to you live, unscripted, uncensored, shockingly raw, here to answer any and every one of your financial questions. We got a lot to talk about, but I always love to talk to you. So give us a call now, 800 321 0710. If you have questions on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds, no question is a dumb one except the one that you do not ask. So we got a lot to talk about, but I always want to hear from you. Many of you are concerned about the stock market in light of Hamas, Israel conflict and more, but maybe you shouldn't worry too much because what we're seeing in the market may be just seasonal weakness. If you notice, last October, we had a low. Maybe this October will be this year's low, and then we will resume the bull run we experienced this summer. America's debt surge and a financial Ripple effect is upon us, also mastering the 10-year countdown to retirement and smart spending and investing with a grand and Tesla's earnings rides, profits, cyber trucks, and future goals. This and more on this edition of The Financial Quarterback. We're also going to be talking about October's streaming standouts and strategies and AI's potential to revamp the retirement system in the U.S. and a digital deception and the $661,000 scam targeting seniors and maxing out your 401k. Is it a good idea or not? And the Israel-Hamas war's impact on the global economy. Next, Market Watch is a story Americans are feeling less confident about paying back their debt, the New York Fed says. The rise of debt has become a pressing issue. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York indicates a growing unease among Americans about handling their credit card payments. This concern has grown to levels not seen since May of 2020, with record-breaking credit card debt and an increasingly challenging borrowing environment. We're going to break down the numbers. Rising concern, the debt dilemma. Recent survey highlights 
an average perceived 12.5% chance of missing minimum debt payments. There is a rise in Google searches of, you know, I can't pay my credit card debt. What do I do? This level of apprehension is the most pronounced since May of 2020, indicating heightened financial anxiety not seen since we were in the throes of a pandemic. Younger individuals, particularly those under 40 with some college education, are expressing significant concern. Households earning below 50K a year are also feeling the financial squeeze. The combination of inflation and high interest are taking people out. What say you? Give us a call, 800-321-0710. Escalating concerns driven by factors like inflation and rising interest rates, especially impacting those on tighter budgets and with lower credit scores. The challenge of borrowing. The current climate reveals it's more difficult to secure loans than a year ago. Many anticipate even stricter credit conditions in the coming months. Credit card debt is hitting new peaks. U.S. credit card debt has skyrocketed to a staggering $1 trillion in 2023. It's first half compounding the issue. The average credit card annual percentage rate is at its zenith since 2019. The dynamics of debt and credit are evolving rapidly, with many Americans feeling the effects. As we witness rising credit card debt and a tightening credit scene, it's imperative to stay out of debt, avoid it like the plague, stay informed, and make sound financial choices. Recognize the challenges can pave the way for better financial navigation. So what say you? Are you fighting credit card debt. Give me a call now, 800-321-0710. If you have questions on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds, Kiplinger gives a retirement plan checklist. What do you do if you're 10 years out from retirement? What do you do if you're eight years out from retirement? What about seven years? Preparing for retirement is a decade-long journey from maximizing savings early on, fine-tuning investments, to envisioning daily life post-retirement and ensuring you're covered both financially and medically. We will explore a 10-year checklist to make sure you're on track. But first, I want to hear from you. We're live, uncensored, taking your calls on every financial question you have. So up next, we're going to talk about uh, talk to Ken about crowdfunding. Go ahead, Ken. Hey, Josh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, recently with uh, Mary Lou Retton crowdfunding that's going on in the news, what do you what do you think of that? Do you think uh, that's okay or? Maybe, uh, you know, she's worth a couple mil. You think that was uh, called for? Mary Lou Retton crowdfunding. What, what's what's my opinion? I mean, if you want to give Mary Lou Retton, go ahead. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't give her money, but, you know, um, uh, what what is your opinion on this? Asking if you think it's a little bit unethical for the fact that she's worth quite a bit. And, um, you know, it's just, is there any ethics involved in creating one? No, I mean, you could crowdfund, I guess, for you. I mean, she has medical costs. You don't want to give to her medical costs. I think there's nothing wrong about that. I mean, what's, I mean, if, if you want to give money out of the goodness of your heart to Mary Lou Retton to help her battle her lengthy hospital stay in medical debt, go ahead. It's a free country. See, I do find it interesting that a lot of people want 
uh, you know, the government to step in on these things and then they want a free market. I mean, a free market, hey, you could do whatever you want, right? I mean, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, who's it hurting? Helping her. Now, you don't have to give to it, right? Is there an ethical? There's a lot of things that are crowdfunding. Uh, the movie, uh, the, the binge TV show, The Chosen, is the largest crowdfunding uh, project of all time that became a TV show. Do they really need money? Well, they do if they, they wanted to distribute it at first, hire actors. You know, now they probably don't because the distribution rights were sold to Lionsgate. But when they initially started, I mean, who am I to get involved with someone crowdfunding? Alex, have you ever done a crowdfunding project? You ever given any money to crowdfunders? No. He hasn't. Uh, have you, Ken? Have you ever given to crowdfunders or not really? I don't know. Well, I mean, to me, the public swiftly responded with thousands donating 350 grand in less than two days, shattering the goal of 50,000. I mean, she could give the rest of the money to charity. And unlike Ms. Rett and most patients, this is from the New York Times, do not meet their fundraising goals about 16% of the time. Studies have shown crowdfunding campaigns generate no donations at all. So give us a call, 800 321 We're talking about the U.S. has the highest health care prices in the world. Each year, a quarter of a million Americans start crowdfunding campaigns to pay medical bills. Americans start crowdfunding all the time for various reasons. Uh, there's what the GoFundMe if someone tragically dies. I don't really participate in those because I give to the need directly if I'm talked about. I did it once, but I could have been scammed, I guess, right? I mean, that's the, but I don't think there should be a government agency to, to, uh, to step in and say, oh, Mary Lou Retton shouldn't get money raised. I mean, give me a break. The woman has, uh, the woman has poor health conditions. I mean, does she need it? I, I don't know what her net worth is. She she obviously doesn't need that. I would hope that if I really need money for medical bills, you all would help me with a crowdfunding project. But I have, what, what's up, Jim? <laughs> but Jim, I mean, Jim had a, you know, I don't know what you want to share, but, you know, I don't think people crowdfund for this, but I don't think it's like something, we, we had a call, if you're just joining us, Ken said, hey, he had a problem with Mary Lou Retton getting a bunch of money on crowdfunding. I mean, I think that's more of like, if you want to do it out of the goodness of your heart to help the former gymnast, go ahead. I don't really want the government stepping in. And I've always been skeptical of the GoFundMe pages, you know, for somebody who passed or for various reasons. Like, there have been GoFundMe scams. Remember the one in Florence, New Jersey, where the couple, oh, we got to get that story. I'll reveal that story up next, but give us a call. I don't think I would be giving money to Mary. His point was Mary Lou Retton seems well off. Like, why give her money? That was his. I, I, didn't, I don't know if she, we don't know what's going on. I know she was, uh, went through a divorce or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe your husband got half in the divorce. Yeah. I mean, I really uh, have better things to do than worry about, <laughs> you know, you out of the goodness of your heart giving money to Mary Lou Retton. I hope you would do something like that for me if I had an issue. I mean, people can fall on hard times, even if they were once financially successful, right? I mean... That's the other thing. It's it's like um, sometimes people fall in hard times, and it's not anything of their own. You know, it's a disability. It's a setback. It's yep. it's a loss of a job. I mean, you know, have some compassion. No, I I think I actually know 
uh, know Ken and met him over the years, and he's a wonderful, compassionate man. But I, I think his point was really um, just on the fact that she's worth a lot of money. Now they've they've overraised. They raised like three hundred grand more. Well, maybe she could use that. Now there's a Florence, New Jersey man. This from December sixth, twenty nineteen. Anthony Bellano of Patch reports that Mark D'Amico or D'Amico uh, is the last of three people in a high-profile 400K GoFundMe scam involving a homeless man in Philadelphia has pled guilty. Mark D'Amico, 40 of Florence, pleaded guilty to a charge of second-degree misapplication of entrusted property. He faces five years in prison and is expected to pay full restitution to all of the victims of 402,706. Here's my point with these. Like, why would you put the guy in prison? Why wouldn't you just say, you got to work off your debt and make everyone whole and then have, you know, some extra restitution or something? You know, why do we need to Broad. clog our... Yeah, but if 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 you couldn't, if if every dollar you made for the next five years, 90% of it went to this and 10% went to his basic living expenses and he was on probation, I, wouldn't it achieve the same thing? And then the victims would get paid off sooner. If the guy's working from prison, what's he doing? It's going to make money. That's right. How's he going to pay him back if he's in prison? Now, Kofina said this, we are pleased that this defendant accepted responsibility. He will be required to make full restitution to GoFundMe and the donors, the true victims in this case. So there was a whole scam that involved uh, three people. He was accused of conspiring with a 29-year-old female, Kate McClure, and 36-year-old homeless veteran, Johnny Bobbitt Jr., to defraud the public out of over 400000 The stated goal of the fundraiser was to raise ten k for Bobbitt after the trio said he spent his last $20 to help McClure get gas after she broke down. So remember this story, nice guy, homeless guy, gave the last 20 he had to help a young lady get home after she broke down. It was a story that, you know, made the 11 o'clock news, tugged on your heartstrings. Turns out it was all fake to get money on GoFundMe. Again, I'm not a big fan of GoFundMes, um, but, you know, they, they... it is nice that they now, you know, at church, they sometimes pass the hat. You know, they have a love offering. Is it, how is this any different than a love offering? Except it, it can go viral and then you can see random acts of kindness. So I don't have any problem with it, but it could be problematic. What do you think, folks? Give us a call. Sound off. 800-321-0710. Do you think Mary Lou Retton should return the extra 300000 that was raised in her name? I think that would be the better question. If they say, hey, we need 50 and they raise 350, what happens to the extra 300? Right. But I always have fond memories of Mary Lou Retton. She seems like a nice lady. I don't have anything against her. Okay. So we're going to go to the phone lines. We're taking your calls all hour at 800. 800- If you have questions on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds, planning for retirement is a minimum. How many years do you think it takes to plan for retirement, Jim? Many years. Okay, that's a cop out. Give me a real number. (laughs) 25. 25. Okay, well, according to Kiplinger, they say you need a 10-year checklist. I would say you're right, though. You need to start saving 25 years from retirement if you want that to amount to anything. 10 years out, saving and lifestyle vision. 
You need to visualize and plan your retirement lifestyle. Do you want to eat bagels and read the newspaper when you're retired? Sip some coffee and kind of stay at home? You don't need as much money, right? If you want to travel the world, you do. Prioritize maximizing contributions to your 401k or your retirement plan. So 10 years out, are you maxing out your 401k? That's step one. And then visualize your retirement lifestyle. You know, a lot of people get feel bad because they're like, I, I didn't save much for retirement. You know what? Then work a little longer and make your work fun. Go out, uh, maybe uh, take some of the money you earn every year and go on a nice vacation. Take your wife on a honeymoon. Practice retirement. Because sometimes when you retire, you're on a fixed income. You can't do anything fun anyway, unless you like to sit at home all day. Nine years out, a lot of people, they retire and then they go crazy. So you do got to be careful of the, you know, me, I, don't, I think I already am crazy. So I, I, would, I would enjoy surfing every day. I, I would like just going to the beach. That would be me. I'd be like a bum. In Hawaii, I, I, I could I could do that, but sit around in my house in New Jersey. You know, I'd get I'd get antsy after a few weeks. Nine years out, investment allocation. You want to adjust your portfolio balance between stocks and riskier asset classes and bonds, and you want to avoid overly risky investments. Eight years out, unearth forgotten assets. Track down old pensions or retirement accounts. Jim, do you know you can go to the website Missing Money, put your name in? Yeah, you talked about it. And that. see if you're losing, if you, if you missed out on some money. Could track down old pensions or retirement accounts. How do you know that's not a fraud? Optimize, because <laughs> I got money from it. You did? Optimize idle cash with better interest accounts. No, every state has a department of unclaimed property. So, and sometimes you want to check other states because let's say you worked for a company and they were domiciled in Indiana. You know, you get a check from Indiana, Office of Unclaimed Property. Eight years out, unearth forgotten assets. Folks, and if you want this checklist and my book, Retirement Reality Check, give us a call now, 800-321-0710. I want to hear from you right now, 800-321-0710. If you want to get on the program live, ask me any and every financial question you have. You want to unearth forgotten assets, optimize idle cash with better interest accounts. A lot of you are still stuck at 0% on your checking, savings accounts. You know, you can get 5% right now on money markets. You know, call us now. We'll, we'll show you how. Seven years out, budgeting and healthcare. Draft a detailed retirement budget. Plan for Medicare and other health costs. A lot of you uh, have a Medicare open enrollment decision to make. If you want our help on that, Call us, 888-988-JOSH, for the free Medicare review. But we draft a retirement budget for all of our listeners who call us. And if even if you don't work with us, I recommend you draft a retirement budget. Six years out, income estimation. Use the 4% rule to estimate annual withdrawals. So if you have a million dollars in a portfolio, the rule of thumb is you should take uh, no more than 40 grand a year. Now with annuities and other products, now you can take 50 or even 60,000 out a year on the same dollar and get, in many cases, 50% greater income. Conditions apply. You know, you have to generally commit for a period of five to 10 years to do an annuity. They may have fees or rider charges, uh, but there are even no fee riders now where you can get income for life for no additional fee. Surrender charge may apply. So you want to be careful you, you understand the terms and conditions before you do it. 
You also want to combine with expected pensions and social security. Also five years out, debt and social security timing. You want to plan to clear high interest debts and you want to decide on the optimal time to start social security benefits. Four years out, you want to consider, I, I, I don't know why it's four years out for, for annuities, but you may want to consider annuities for guaranteed lifetime income. Just mention that. And you got to plan for health insurance, especially if you're retiring before 65. Health insurance is very costly from 60 to 65. Three years out, I tell everybody to do this. Heck, I, I think you should do this when you're 55 or 45. Test drive retirement. Experience your envisioned retirement lifestyle. Consider converting traditional retirement accounts to Roth versions. And two years out, you want to reevaluate and phased retirement. You want to review your retirement plans with a financial advisor. You also want to consider transitioning into retirement with reduced work hours. And we will talk about the final a year, what to do when you're one year out from retirement. We'll be back. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. Maybe it seems like prices can't get much higher or that the stock market is headed for bear territory. Or maybe you're worried about another great recession. Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, can help you protect your family's financial future in times like these. Tune in this weekend to The Financial Quarterback to hear how Josh and his team can help you decrease your tax liability and lower your risk. Call 888-988-5674 to take advantage of Josh's 27-point plan to achieve financial health. And when you call, you'll receive a free copy of Josh's book, Retirement Reality Check. Tune in every weekend to The Financial Quarterback and call 888-988-5674 to receive your free copy of Retirement Reality Check. Okay, Pete has an opinion on crowdfunding. You know, I'm more for crowdfunding than the government paying for it. Uh, go ahead, Pete. You're on with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Good morning, Josh. Uh want to give my two cents in. I think uh, everybody should be able to give uh, as much money they want to uh, any kind of funding, crowdfunding, or GoFundMe. It's uh, a free country, like you said. The government encourages it. The government says you can give $17,000 a year to anyone you want. Uh, second thing, the case you talked about, uh, I believe the GoFundMe people paid back the donors and then went after the, the perpetrator of that crime. And that was also on the TV show American Greed. And third and final, uh, I, I remember years ago you said, yeah, these are all nice, but we should take the initiative and be proactive and have disability insurance term insurance, so go fund ourselves. Be ready for, you know, what can happen in the future. You always said that in uh, for years, and I'm definitely with that. You can't depend on others. You have to do it yourself. No, right on. That That is the best tip. Go fund yourself. Get term insurance. Get disability insurance. Term insurance equal to 10 times your pay at a minimum. Disability insurance equal to two-thirds of your pay. That way you'll, you'll get the disability check tax-free. The three biggest tragedies that you can have are death, disability, or unemployment. And you can buy insurance to protect you from two of those three. So before anybody wants to marry my, my daughters, I will make sure they get disability insurance and term insurance. They will not be allowed to marry my daughters. That, that will be a prerequisite of marriage. So Pete, thank you for listening for all these years. Transfer to risk. That's what I say. That's what insurance is for. Transfer to risk. Exactly. And I know a lot of people, you always want to buy the amount of insurance you would want after a tragedy, not before. So I know good points. Any other points on that before we go to uh, the final year before retirement? Uh, not right now, but I'll be missing these shows. I'll, I got you on podcast, though, so it's still good. Great. Yeah. Everybody hit subscribe to the YouTube. 
Also go on Spotify or podcasts and actually uh, you can search for The Financial Quarterback. You'll see my ugly mug on there and then hit subscribe if you have a phone. We'd love to talk to you. 888-988-JOSH also. Go ahead. Uh, any other comments, Pete? No, thank you very much, Josh, for all you've done. I have a listener who um, messaged uh, me, planning for retirement doesn't end when you retire. That's a good point. You have to update your retirement plan every year. Things change. Interest rates change. Inflation changes. Got to be proactive. Totally. Great point from one of our dear listener friends. Also, have you seen the, the TV series, The Chosen, Jim? No. Why not? I haven't. You call yourself a Christian? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, you got to see The Chosen. The Chosen is an amazing, you're like, I'm working. I'm too busy working. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> so it's a free app called The Chosen. It's free. You can download it on your phone or you can get it on YouTube or wherever uh, you can watch. It's, I think, on Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime. And the beauty of The Chosen, very well done on the life of Christ. My family and I, we went to The Chosen uh, Convention for 2023. We flew to Dallas, all nine of us. and. That was a crowdfunded project. And people say, okay, they got a lot of money. Why did they crowdfund? Well, what they're doing is they're translating it into every language in the world. And it was at great personal expense to the, to the actors who, you know, actors don't need money. But some of these actors were living in their parents' basement, you know, to do this and having holes in their shoes. So... Crowdfunding got the project off the ground, and then they were able to sell their distribution rights, and now they're able to pay their staff what they're worth. So you got to have a balance. Like, like, is yeah, I, I love charitable intent, but you sometimes, you know, you always want to try to pay people what they're worth, and people are priceless in God's eyes. But you know, you want them to have a livable wage. So that's why they crowdfunded. So it wasn't necessarily for profit. So sometimes you, you, you know, um, but you don't have to crowdfund. I mean, I, I don't think we, I mean, we, we gave money, I guess, in the form of going to this convention. And that was so great about my daughters that they wanted. I mean, that, that was what they wanted uh, for their birthday presents to go to chosen con. And it was amazing. We heard the actors and it, it's very well done. I got, I got to meet some of the writers. And nine people in an airplane, seven kids, it's always fun. And they're always better behaved than most of the adults. So next up, we have Karen. Go ahead. First of all, I need to thank you. You really hit home last week when you were talking about retirement today is not the same as it was generations ago. You've got to prepare because I am one of the blessed ones. I was a teacher for many, many years, so I have my pension, my Social Security, and I've chosen to go back to work part-time. So, yes, seniors are earning money today, and that needs to be part of their planning, and I was so glad you said that. But one more thing. You also said <laughs> retirement. Well, I'll tell you, Josh, I stayed home six months. That's when I realized. It wasn't for me. And I went back and I'm blessed to have a part-time job. But can I tell you one more thing? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. I listened to you. I thank you for your advice. I've taken your advice uh, when I was younger. Of course, my husband and I, I am a teacher. My husband, a carpenter. We struggled to pay health insurance to make sure our children were covered uh, as they aged out of ours, our um, insurance, 
also disability insurance. Oh, dear God, is that important? So I think my question to you, how could someone of celebrity not have health insurance? It baffles me. Well, I mean, she's a celebrity, right? So maybe, maybe she had it, but maybe it was out of network. You know, like maybe she was supposed to go to MD Anderson cancer. I'm just saying like, Sometimes when you get out of network bills, I have health insurance. I have over 21,000 bills from a company called uh, one of these ambulatory companies. So if you have a child, if you have a sick child, um, do you know it's considered out of network, the ambulance to go from the hospital that you're in to a specialized children's hospital and they bilk you? And I go, well, I thought there was something called the No Surprises Act. and um. So, I mean, I've had um, I've had thousands upon thousands of surprise, uh, surprise bills while having health insurance. So I'm assuming it's something like that. So having three kids who were in the neonatal intensive care units and then another child who had bacterial pneumonia. And thankfully, they're all healthy uh, little boys now. But. You know, those are scary. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't want my kid dying at Shore Hospital in Summers Point. So when, when they move them to, you know, Children's Hospital in Philadelphia, I'm happy about that. So, you know, we'll, we'll find a way to pay for the bills. But the, the point is, I mean, and, and in some regards, if people have that, like, don't pay it. I don't, are they really... uh are these ambulance companies really that cold-hearted? I mean, if if they have a, you know, and what's happening is your insurance company. So we have one bill from a company, and and shame on them. It's called uh, AMR. We we have like four four bills on this. Every time they transferred my little boy, the insurance company already paid them sixteen hundred bucks a transfer. They then say, oh, it costs sixty six hundred. And it may, so that I'm on the hook for that. And then they say, oh, it's out of network. Well, I had no choice. It was a matter of life or death. And they passed some bill called the No Surprises Act, which is supposed to uh, prevent this, right? But guess what? Doesn't cover ambulatory. So, you know, I don't know what to do with it, but I'm not I'm not doing a crowdfunding. Um we're fine, thank you. But uh the whole point is it's like the principle of the thing. Why why do they do this when when kids are at life or death situations? I, I understand it costs money, but they should have a negotiated rate with the insurance company. So there are things that insurance doesn't cover. So you could have a hospital. This was also something I learned. You could have a hospital that's in network but their neonatal intensive care unit is out of network. So there are a lot of like really tricky things that, and it's not the insurance company. Insurance companies get the blame. It's the medical facilities. There was uh, this one company that, you know, was, was running the bills for the local hospital and it had nothing to do with the hospital. And they said, oh yeah, they, but I said, we're going to an in-network hospital. So there's a lot of crazy things. So I'm, I don't know that she didn't have insurance. Does that make sense? I, Josh, you teach me something every day. I'm just repeating what her children put online, that she did not have health insurance. But, you know, yeah. that's neither here nor there. You, you taught I mean, me. <laughs> you everybody are. should have health insurance. But I'll tell you, even when you have health insurance, there are things that are out of network. And I mean, I, I spare no expense when it comes to health insurance for my family. I spend, you know, uh, 35 grand a year or something ridiculous. Um, but you know, if I spend that amount of money to cover, you know, to cover things. So, um, but what, what a lot of these hospitals or ambulance will do, will say, Oh, it's your health insurance. No, you negotiated some rate schedule. So it's often the ambulance or the hospital. So it's crazy. 
So I don't know. I mean, if anybody has any ideas on, on that, it, it's ridiculous. So, uh, and, you know, I guess, I, I don't know what her GoFundMe, do, do we want to go to the Mary Lou Retton GoFundMe page? And But Karen, great points. Thank you for listening. We love you. Thank Any you. other comments? Just one more that hit home two sure. weeks ago. Uh, I do listen to talk radio. I learn a lot. And I did hear a financial, he called himself a financial planner. He called himself, uh, and he started this program with, now I'm speaking to you women out there. You women need to get a handle on what's going on in your house. I thought to myself, Josh doesn't talk to us like that. He's talking to my mother's generation or my grandma's generation. Of course we need to have a handle on it. Finances is a joint uh, journey, no? Yeah, I don't know who would talk like that. <laughs> exactly. Where's that Josh, from? thank you. Thank you. You're wonderful. Next up, Gary, government bonds versus CDs as investments. Talking to Gary about government bonds versus CDs. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback uh, with Gary. So as you already announced, it's uh, a question of the difference between a CD with an FDIC insurance versus the backing of the U.S. government buying bonds. They're both running approximately five, give or take, percent. Um, which way do you go? What's the pros and cons on that? And then there's a second part to that, but I'll hear your answer first. I generally prefer, how would I explain? I would generally prefer a one-year treasury over a one-year CD if all things were the same. Because in one, you have a guarantee from the bank and FDIC. In the other, you have a guarantee from the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. So it's a primary guarantee as opposed to a secondary guarantee. But one of the, the caveats there, I would say, is a lot of you are tying your money up for a year thinking that rates will stay high forever. And I would argue you may want to go out five years, three years, 10 years, because we are in a golden age of fixed interest. And I met with so many people over the last 20 years who said, Josh, you know, if I could only tie up a 10-year CD or a 10-year annuity or a 10-year bond when they were 5%, and now we have that occurrence and people are really defaulting to the one year again. And the problem with that, I mean, you need to have different money for different purposes. So if you write on a piece of paper, you know, and you have three columns, draw three columns, you will have short-term money for short-term goals. That could be funded by bank accounts, one-year CDs, et cetera. Intermediate terms for intermediate term goals, three to 10 years. And then long-term goals, which can be funded by market-type assets and 10-year more-type programs for long-term goals. So I don't think any of those things are wrong. Uh, financial products are amoral. Uh, CD versus government bond. Um, CD might be easier if you like the bank certain places. That's up to you. Yeah, but generally I prefer treasuries over bonds. And we can help our listeners uh, purchase those treasuries if they want by calling us at 888-988-JOSH. Uh, any other questions, Gary? Yes, yes, sir. Um, simple question. Um, when it comes to your Social Security and it being taxable, what's the income max that you're allowed for a single individual? 25 grand. <laughs> so if you're making more than 25 grand, you can anticipate that your Social Security, your monthly check will be taxed? Oh, well, well, this is a great question. We should do a whole show on this, how to minimize Social Security taxation, even if you make 100 grand a year. What you would do is, and this is where the CD versus government bond thing, you probably shouldn't do any of those things because that counts if, if, if you're talking about you being single, uh, because all of that interest hurts you when it comes to the social security interest formula. So I would consider putting your money into things that don't hurt you from the provisional income formula. And we have a whole program on that 45-minute social security provisional income formula 
taxation strategy session if, if you want to. You know, back when FDR started Social Security, they promised they would never tax Americans. And FDR never did. In fact, Social Security wasn't taxed until Ronald Reagan cut a deal uh, with the Democratic House and Senate to lower taxes. And it made Social Security up to 50% of your benefits subject to ordinary income tax. Then in the 90s, President Clinton uh, got it up to 90%, uh, 75%, whatever. Uh, a, a lot of it could be taxable. I forget the exact, 85% of the benefit is taxable. Now, uh, if you fall above certain income thresholds. So it's 25000 in provisional income. And so, for example, annuities are not deemed in the provisional income formula. So having a treasury or a CD hurts you in the provisional income formula. Having an annuity or cash value within insurance uh, does not hurt you. Municipal bonds, surprisingly, hurt you with the provisional income formula. Roths do not hurt you for the provisional income formula. So I hope that helps. Any other questions? That was very informative. Thank you very much. You have yeah, a good day. If you want to learn more, it's it's called provisional taxes. It's all kinds of uh, or provisional income formula. And we'd be happy to talk to you about that. But you don't, it's not something where if you make a hundred grand, you don't, you could make a hundred grand a year. 76 of that money coming from a Roth insurance contract or annuity. Now the annuity income, once you take it, may trigger it. But the interest you earn, if it's just sitting there, doesn't trigger it because it's a tax-deferred vehicle. But if you made 100 grand and 76 of that was from tax-exempt sources, you would not have your Social Security benefit taxed. But if you made 26,000 in provisional income, up to half of your benefit would be taxed as a single person. And then I believe it's 34 grand, it's taxed at up to 85%. So give us a call, 888-988-JOSH, to get help on the provisional income formula. Go ahead, Joe. Yes, Josh. I want to ask about the, I uh, heard on the radio, Bill O'Reilly talked about the foreign banks, including British banks. They were paying the CDs up to 5% and how safe they would be. Of course, let's pray for peace and destruction of evil and the full recovery of Mary Lou Retton, God bless her, and the rescue of the hostages. And also, uh, I wanted to make that point. And also, what, three weeks from today, all American veterans can dine for free at the major restaurant chains. But I wanted to ask about the, uh, about the CDs, about up to four and a half, five percent. But some of them are British banks. How safe would they be? Well, as long as you have the FDIC insurance, you're fine. But you don't need to necessarily go with a British bank. You go with a U.S. bank. It's not. It's not like some abnormal thing. Uh, many banks right now are offering very good rates on CDs. But again, how long is that rate going to last? One year, one day, six months? I would consider looking for longer time horizons. Three years, five years, 10, if you don't need that money right away. And some of these will have provisions where you could take interest out. We could take up to 10%. And, you know, we God bless our veterans. God bless our veteran listeners. So thank you for your service. Give us a call, 888-988-JOSH, if you want high interest rates. So we have lemons right now in the world. Hamas, Israel, Russia, Ukraine, high inflation, high interest rates, numerous political risk, uh, increasing government debt. Just go to the usdebtclot.org and you'll see what I'm talking about. But take the lemon of the kind of sucky condition our world is in and turn it into lemonade with some sugar and water and some fresh squeezed lemons. Make some beautiful lemonade. And the lemonade is the high interest rate environment, which is causing pain for first time home buyers, can turn into pleasure. For those who are on a fixed income, fixed income products are at rates we haven't seen in years. 
So that's a very good thing. And you can call me to get your uh, fixed interest rate strategy by calling us at 800-321-0710. 888-988-JOSH gets you the book, The Retirement Reality Check. 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-5674. 888-988-JOSH. Would love to hear hear you. 888-988-JOSH. And you get the free book when you schedule and keep your no obligation review. We got a lot to talk about, but let's talk. finish that segment on 10 years before retirement. The final year before retirement, you want to wrap up and relocate maybe. Conclude your career positively. Don't go out, you know, uh, telling the boss where to go because you know what? You may need that job again. We had Karen say, hey, you know, health insurance is so important. And you know what? A part-time job was important for her to have that sense of pride. People sometimes like to work. Some of my longest living clients are people who work into their 90s. Consider relocating to a lower cost area for financial benefits. A decade might seem a long time, but when it comes to retirement planning, every year counts 10 years before, or as one of our dear listener friends said, even after. Following a structured checklist ensures that when the time comes, you're not just ready to retire, but you're ready to thrive. Up next, we're going to talk to you about great ways to use a thousand bucks. If you had a thousand bucks and only a thousand bucks to your name, what would you do with it? I want to hear from you. 800-321-0710. We're on all next hour. And give me a call now. 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710-888-988-JOSH gets you the free book, The Retirement Reality Check. When you schedule and keep your 45 minutes. No obligation. The preceding program was sponsored by the Jelinski Advisory Group. Any awards, rankings, or recognition by unaffiliated third parties or publications, including Five Star Wealth Manager, Advisory of the Year finalist by Senior Market Advisor, and Top of the Million Dollar Roundtable, are in no way indicative of the advisor's future performance or any individual client's investment success. No award, ranking, or recognition should be construed as a current or past endorsement of Josh Jelinski or Wealth Quarterback LLC. Information regarding specific awards, rankings, or recognitions is available on the Wealth Quarterback website at jelinski.org. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Investment strategies such as asset allocation, diversification, or rebalancing do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. There are no guarantees that a portfolio employing these or any other strategy will outperform a portfolio that does not engage in such strategies. This broadcast should not be construed by any client or prospective client as a solicitation to effect or attempt to affect transactions and securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. Due to various factors, including changing market conditions, the information discussed in this broadcast may no longer be reflective of current positions or recommendations. While information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, Josh Jelinski and Wealth Quarterback do not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The tax and estate planning information discussed is general in nature, is provided for informational purposes only, and should not be construed as legal or tax advice. Listeners should consult an attorney or tax professional regarding their specific legal or tax situation. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback, LLC.